Hello, 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 and welcome to yet another episode of the one and only and not so lonely Crush It with Creativity podcast with your host, Joy Kelsch. What is that it that we crush in this podcast? Well, anything that poses itself as an obstacle on your path to step into your field of favor gets crushed in this Crush It with Creativity podcast. So brace yourself for an exciting episode and keep crushing it with your creativity. This is Joy Kosh. This is your host, Joy Kosh, and we are in episode 9. The title of this episode is How to Innovate for Impact and Profit, a Continuous Roadmap, Part 3 of 3. Previously, in episode 1 and episode 2 of the Continuous Invention and Innovation Roadmap, we have covered 5 of the 8 milestones already through the processes of identify evaluate, innovate, manufacture, and commercialize, you would have already launched your new product or service into your target market with all the pre-launch fanfare. Now that was the what for your target market. You have transformed your intangible thought into a tangible thing by way of a product or a service. Remember, it all started in the identify milestone when you had identified your compelling why it would be worth your effort. That why was the drive, the burning desire that propelled you to come this far into the commercialization milestone. It is now time for that why to become a reality. It is time for impact. The impact milestone is all about promotions, sales, market education, market penetration, and tracking of the operational metrics. The marketing messages from the commercialized milestones would change from quote unquote, coming soon, to it's here at the store or facility near you, to drive your target market to the outlets where they can purchase your new product or service. Marketing messages would also change from anticipated benefits of your product or service to real benefits being reported by your customers who have actually started to use your product or avail your service. When I say benefits, I am referring to the pain that has been measurably reduced or eliminated from the life of your customer or the pleasure that has been changed to a state of exhilaration. This shift in the psychological and physiological state of your customer represents that impact that you have worked so hard and so smart for this far. Assuming your launch has been timely and you have entered the market with that competitive advantage, this impact should be clearly evident as customers flood your outlets, 
purchase your offering and start raving about the benefits that they are actually able to finally enjoy. In the recent past, Apple product launches have been nothing but stellar, though admittedly that euphoric excitement of the market that would line up from the wee hours of the morning outside the Apple stores to pick up the latest iPhone or the iPad on launch day has abated comparatively in the past couple of years. The market is kind of getting jaded with more of the same as the form shifting and the function morphing strategy on the iPhone and iPad platform is kind of falling short of expectations. Nothing amazing, earth shattering is happening on the iPhone or the iPad markets. Perhaps it is time to get into the next generation devices. And I'm positive Apple product designers are not wasting any breath on that next gen innovation that would get them back on those massive product launches again with something quite revolutionary. Impact is all about the tangible realization of the intended benefits of your invention or innovation. Whether your new kid in the block would roar in triumph or fade away with a whimper, all depends delivering the value stack that your marketing messages would have claimed during the commercialized milestone. It does not matter what you claim, it matters what you deliver and what the market would validate. That is the true measurement of impact that your innovation or invention will make on the market. You cannot buy impact. You will have to earn it from the market with the benefit stack of your product or service and a suitable value stack that comes with it. For example, airlines would woo you with a benefit stack to fly on their planes. Wider seats, more legroom, gourmet meals, curbside or mobile check-in, 15-minute baggage retrievals, on-time departure records, friendly crew that is committed to make your flight a pleasant one, and so on. However, for the same price you pay for your ticket, they would floor you with the value stack of a generous suite of frequent flyer program perks, discounted hotels and rentals, free tickets, free checked-in bags, free first-class upgrades. The benefit stack is directly related to your core product or service and the price that the customer will pay to enjoy that stack of benefits. The value stack offerings, however, and they are not always necessarily free, revolve around the core offering to augment or enhance the value proposition of your main offer. This leads us to the next milestone in the invention and innovation roadmap or profit. Being able to make an impact in the lives of your customer base to alleviate their pain and or enhance their pleasure demonstrates your empathy for their problems, your commitment to use your faculties to elevate their quality of life. 
In the process, you demonstrated what it means to be heart-centered. The compelling why that propelled you all along your journey to that impact milestone, all the innovation you did on yourself, all the twists and turns you had to come up with, that commercially viable product or service, despite the obvious challenges, demonstrates that you are purpose-driven. Assuming you've done it right so far, and the market has started to grow with your impact, profit becomes an obvious byproduct, an inevitable reward. And close at heels of that profit comes fame in tow. Pause for a few moments. Stay objective and ponder the mercurial rise of the greatest inventor or innovator of our time, in my opinion at least, Elon Musk. Most definitely, I have a strong bias for Elon. But then, when you consider the unimaginable gifts of technology, the exemplary lessons of steadfastness, resoluteness of purpose, despite crippling setbacks that he has been able to demonstrate in real life, you would know the true formula of generating profit and claiming fame. Through the footprints of behemoth companies like PayPal, Tesla, and now SpaceX, Elon's focus has been on making impact first, which he achieved through his heart-centered passion, his obsessive drive for purpose. Today, the news critics report Elon's net worth to have scaled past the net worth of Warren Buffett. It's quite an extraordinary feat at about half the age of Warren Buffett. Did you know Tesla or SpaceX do not have any patents for their earth-shattering inventions and innovations? According to Elon, filing for patents would be farcical to his cause. So, Tesla and SpaceX protects their inventions and innovations as trade secrets, just like Coca-Cola does for their mixture of ingredients for the cola drink and KFC does for their original fried chicken recipe. Studying Elon's Bigfoot strides is quite an education from the mindset, revolutionary innovative technology and business management perspective and it directly ties into the profit milestone that we are discussing now for your own invention or innovation. If you have been able to make that unquestionable impact on your target market with the benefit stack and the value stack of your offering, profit and fame cannot be far behind, my friend. Making that profit from your commercialized product or service completes you as an entrepreneur and also completes the last parameter in the commercialization formula through impact-based pricing. This brings us to the last milestone in the invention and innovation roadmap. Feedback for continuous improvement. Just after the euphoria of that impact, the profit, the fame, begins to sink into your life, 
it is time to get back on the saddle and bootstrap up for the next iteration of your innovation in the spirit of continuous improvement. Rest assured that your competition has been alerted by your success and they are already gathering their own resources to improve upon what you have released to the market. Obviously, as a profit-conscious entrepreneur, you would not want to relinquish your competitive advantage that you've secured through your recent launch. And you would want to continue to at least maintain your leading position in the market or even expand your lead over your competition with a better product or service with a higher benefit and value stack. Hence, the absolute need for you to get back in the saddle and gather your resources to innovate the next generation for your product or service in the spirit of continuous improvement. If your product or service was a greenfield invention that the world has never seen before, rest assured the competition will attempt to ride the wave of your success with their own improved version of your first release. Unfair and ethically illegal as it may sound, a seasoned entrepreneur cannot ignore that reverse engineering does exist and runs economies in some geographies. It is just the nature of doing business. If you're doing something great, take it for granted there will be others to try to copy or better what you've already done. It is just the nature of doing business. Now, how do you counter that real threat to your competitive advantage? Simple, through continuous improvement. Note that you and your team already have a head start on the competition with your new product launch, and you are already in the zone to know exactly what you want to improve in your new innovation. These new innovations may already be in your product lifecycle roadmap that you had set up in your product catalog and deferred them for a future release. However, what is more important to factor in now is the feedback that you would have received from real customers, not just trial focus groups. These real customers paid money to use your product or avail of your new service and they will have opinions. They will provide feedback in social media to your customer service personnel or to your service technicians or even as a response to your messages sent to them as part of after-sales customer satisfaction surveys. After-sales service tickets are also a great channel to obtain feedback, especially if the service call patterns lead to a particular set of features and functions of your product or service that is not quite performing as expected. Close monitoring of those service ticket logs including the corrections that a technician needed in to make to remedy the problem is absolutely necessary to accommodate in your next innovation cycle. While taking note of customer feedback and taking corrective action is reactive, listening to service technicians 
or the providers or the service providers who are actually fixing the problem for your customers and taking corrective action is being proactive about those problems. Note that every unfavorable feedback that is out in the public domain is considered a chink in your armor for a competitor to jump in and try to fill the void with their own product or service. Rest assured, their marketing and sales teams are going to use that quote-unquote scar in a we-do-it-better promotion of their own product or service and tout that as their differentiator. Obviously, you won't let that happen to you. Hence, it is important for you to follow up and follow through every customer feedback, favorable and unfavorable, that you come across. You obviously cannot control what a customer of your product or service will perceive and post in public social media. But what you can control is the quality of your product or service that you have commercialized and the reputation of your brand. Nothing is ever perfect, but that does not excuse an entrepreneur from the pursuit of excellence. Consider market and service technician feedback as pure gold that deserves all your attention and focus. If they are statistically liking certain aspects of your product or service, great! Use those favorable aspects as the baseline for your next cycle of innovation and perhaps pull in features from your pending product catalog to improve upon that baseline. If the feedback patterns show a dislike for certain aspects of your product or service, without any question, those aspects need to be remedied in your immediately next iteration of continuous improvement, even if you have to postpone certain items on your natural product roadmap. Depending on the complexity and severity of unfavorable feedback items, they should be addressed as the first step in your next continuous innovation roadmap cycle. If it implies that you need to do a round of innovation only for the purpose of fixing the problems with nothing else pulled from the pending list of your product catalog, so be it. Any problems in your current offering that leads to a loss of market share or exposes your company to possible litigation must be addressed as topmost priority. There is absolutely no point in introducing a new set of features, a new innovation, when the earlier release was fraught with problems. Not only could a new innovation add to the existing problems, but could also aggravate the dismal situation even further if the currently identified problems are not remedied properly in the next release of your product or service. A classic example of reactive and proactive feedback response are physical product recalls. If you are made aware of a possible threat to life and property or even to the reputation of your brand, then the cost of fixing the problem through a product recall 
far outweighs the cost of damages to life and property and your brand reputation. Hence, the quality of your product is of paramount importance before it hits the market so that you don't have to backpedal at your own cost, sacrifice your profit margins simply to fix problems in order to move forward with your innovation roadmap. So my friend, this brings us to the close of the three-part discussion of the continuous invention and innovation roadmap. How does this roadmap relate to the product or service lifecycle that is currently active in your company? What needs to change in your current policies, procedures, and strategies to launch with an early mover advantage and keep maintaining your lead in the market in the spirit of continuous improvement and continuous innovation? How can you leverage your unique impactability on the lessons learned from these last three episodes in the Invention and Innovation Roadmap on your next big idea that makes an impact and generates wealth and fame for yourself and your company? I can't wait to learn how you used your unique impactability to crush it with creativity. Your creativity. All right, my friend, let us close down this episode. If you know anyone who could benefit from this information, help me make an impact in their lives by sharing this information with your network. Sharing is caring, as I always say, more so when what you share can benefit others. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time, and I will catch you soon in the next one. Goodbye for now. Ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to the end of this episode in the Crush It with Creativity podcast. We trust you enjoyed it just like Joy did pouring his heart out to you. Should you feel this episode added value to you, we would love for you to share this episode with your friends and family in your social media networks so that we can impact other lives with our message. Ready to take on a Crush It with Creativity challenge for yourself and really crush whatever poses an obstacle for you stepping into your field of favor? Visit us at, at www.uniqueimpactability.com for details on the next challenge coming up and sign up for more information. Until the next episode, take care and keep crushing it with your creativity.